bank valuation, evaluation, valuation, the difference between what agents do and valuers do. We're going to tell you all about it, make you a pro in a second. Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes, episode 369. My name is Michael Berger, Mark Novak, talking about bank valuations, evaluations. What's the difference? What's the deal? Can you get screwed? Mark, how are you? Good, buddy. Good. A common misconception with people, they get confused with... I need to get a valuation on my property. Uh, who do I call? Do I call the bank? Do I call the agent? Can the agent do a bank valuation? We're going to clear it up today. Yeah, there's probably, oh, I don't want to say bad. It's almost like when you get the call, you get commonly the call where a client calls you and they're like, I need a valuation. And you think they may be looking at selling now. And then when you're asking the question, you get a bit and, excited. Yeah, yeah, really excited. <laughs> and like, oh no, it's just um, we're do- refinancing or tax purposes. I need this. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. Well, you actually may need a valuation from a licensed valuer, not an opinion of value from an agent. They're probably the two distinct dialogues we use internally. Do you need an opinion of value, or do you need a valuation? But your average mum and dad investor, property owner, they would have no idea the difference. Tell me what it's worth. Can you do it or not? Is what they're thinking. And, you, and it's like, I want it yeah, well, you'd price be for the lowest price. And you're thinking, this is the same thing. It's the same thing, but they are two distinct different animals, the people that perform an, a, uh, a valuation and an opinion of, and an opinion of price. Um, I guess Tell you could how. say that the one that – say that again. Tell us how. Uh, tell us how to do it, son. Um, so, so guys and girls, when you get a valuation done on a property, a valuer is is uh, it's it's basically a degree um, that these guys are doing in uh, often property economics valuation. There's a lot that goes into it. A valuer is uh, is very is can be often sued for his valuation. So they they have indemnity insurance for being valuers. Valuers will get asked to do valuations for many different reasons. Often banks require a valuation of property so they know that they're not the banks know that their position's protected. The banks know that they're not going to get screwed. They get a valuation of the property, particularly if they're lending money off it. They want to know that it's going to be safe. Uh, deceased estates, why would you get a valuation, Mr. Burgio? Yeah, a lot of the time deceased estates, you need a starting point and you need that sort of value of the of the property. Um, so a lot of the time they'll get an independent value. As you said, they've got they've got the the degree. There a lot, there's a lot more liability that goes with them putting their value there. So they get the valuation. It's going to be litigation potentially. Yeah, it's huge. On, 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 with banks, with with deceased estates, there's potential legal uh, people suing each other. So this way, we want to get a valuation. A bank will give someone money, 
based on what they say. Like if the pro- if they've got say equity in the property and the valuer says it's nine hundred thousand, they may get no money. But if it says it's one point two, the bank may give them three hundred grand. Like it's it's huge. The re- the the um what it means the repercussions price, repercussions and we do see a lot of time they're quite conservative because of that because can you imagine if they say it's worth one million and they default on the loan the first thing the bank's going to go to potentially is the valuation go because now we've got to sell it let's say they got it was six yes. months later and it's like it's worth yes. five hundred thousand the valuer said it was worth a million so we lent this couple 800k what's yep. well like it's pretty big um so, so when when an agent gives an when a when a bank valuer gives the valuation they there is gonna they assume there's gonna be litigation uh they assume that um they could get sued they they you know they assume that they have to protect the bank's position because the banks often order the valuation, not the, um, not the. Uh, uh, well, you know, you're paying for the valuation when you're getting a loan, um, but in effect, you're paying for the bank, so the bank has got their their position protected. But they're they're really conservative now. If you were a bank nine months ago. Sorry, if you were valuer nine months ago and banks were estimating, CBA nine months ago was estimating the property market was going to dip up to 40 to 50%. Top three, top three of the four, four banks put data out suggesting the market could correct that badly. If you were a bank valuer back then, what would you have done with valuations? You would have gutted them. The property was 500,000. Yep. And we had that three years ago with new developments. Do you remember, Mark? But so many valuations were coming in 10, 20% below the contract price. And I had, uh, like, as you know, you got friends in that industry and they were like, basically, yeah, anything that was bought off the plan, say 2016 when it was booming, settling 2018 where it wasn't booming, everything's over and they're doing, they were hitting everything by 10, 20% under and i think a key so i do want to say good morning to michelle good morning to tony good morning to ali you uh and i do want to say michelle we want you on the show again that went bananas last time you're on michelle is a country real estate agent um so we want to have uh, have you on again when we can back to you bird sorry yeah so they're super um conservative because they're just looking at risk and they've got the different categories as well but a good a thing to just think of the difference between both, a valuer is really looking at the last three months as the rock solid evidence. They don't look at really trends moving forward. They don't look at the they don't really look at the last sort of couple of weeks because they don't take. Well, they're probably looking even further back because they only take settled sales, and if a settlement six yep. weeks, they'll take three months of that six weeks. So anything that's exchanged in the last five and a half weeks, they won't look at. And all the agents out there, we all know the market can move very quickly week to week and there can be trends and swings coming forward. So when you're an agent putting a price on a property, you look at the market the last sort of two to four weeks and then also where you see it going and they may be coming onto the market in a month. So sometimes you're quite optimistic. If it's a mil, you'll say a mil to one one or a million twenty five. Because you can see it get there, but a bank valuer, if it's a mill, they're like, 
900 to a mil because that conservative, they're looking at past data as well, which is a big thing, a big thing. So when we do, when there's a value, so guys and girls, if you've just tuned in, we're talking about the difference between an agent's opinion on a property of a price and evaluation, as opposed to a valuation done by a valuer. Um, how much does a valuer cost before we close off on valuations? Normally about three hundred bucks, two fifty, four fifty. Some banks will do it, including like for free if it's for refinancing. But you can, um, yep. yeah, generally get a third party and do it yourself. A lot of people don't realise that, especially when buying, they feel like they can only get one valuation. Um, they don't know they okay. can engage their own valuers, which is very handy as well. And closing off on valuations, they are done for banking purposes they are done for deceased estates um, yeah. inheritance and stuff like that they are done for divorce yep divorces uh, litigation in, in court litigations are uh, divorce is a big one they are done for um partners buying each other out yep business partners buying each other out they'll get valuations often people will sometimes get three valuations and take an average of those three pros they pay a lot of money but it gets yeah. rid of any 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 of that they are always conservative any other reasons any other types of industry reasons will get valuations on a property divorce uh banks anything anything that's more than the sale like it's not just selling because you buy another home think of it that way like you're selling it but it's attached to a divorce you're selling it because you're attached to business like if anything more than is when you get the valuation besides settling getting your unconditional approval, like from that point of view. Okay. Cool. So now let's move over. That's valuation, right? We got that. Now let's move over to what an evaluation is, what a real estate agent is, if they do over overlap in, in a, a, an agent's valuation and evaluation. So Michael, what does an agent do? When, when I call up a real estate agent for a price, what's the difference? The difference is you're sort of looking forward. As I said, with the value, we're looking there backwards and five, six weeks back where the agent will also do that. But they're also looking at the last two weeks of the market and also where they see the market going. But where a valuer won't look at, agents almost got that inside knowledge and relationship with buyers. Buyers who they know what they may pay for a certain property because they've been looking for it. Like if you may look at a, a property and be like, yep, a valuer said 900 to a mil, but I reckon it's 950 to a million fifty. But I've got this, I've got a couple of buyers been searching for this because a, a lot of, we call it almost like the X factor, the wow factor, some the unique factor of some properties, which can't really be categorized for a value of that dollar figure, but an agent can sort of, you can basically just call it optimistic. We've got the, we're very optimistic and we can work it that way. Like I've said to owners before, I can't justify this figure, but I, I'm very confident we can get this figure. So you're very upfront. You're like, yeah. So, okay. So an agent, an agent, um, so a bank, a bank valuer really can't use an agent's opinion for shit. Um, so yeah. our bank value was only really using stuff that sold the last couple of months. Now I do have to say an agent's opinion is often more is often um, some watch out guys because an agent's opinion can sometimes be too optimistic yes. uh, and they want to tell the people that are selling they want to make them happy and they want to make them 
feel like their prop the agent thinks the property is worth more so sometimes as when we're going and this is a trap sometimes that when we go into properties they're getting three agents through people treat it like a quote and people will give the business to the agent who goes in higher in their price it is wrong so be careful about that but when when an agent's doing an opinion on a property what i love is that agent actually has better experience in the field than a bank valuer a bank valuer is often doing a valuation in Campbelltown in the morning, Brookvale at lunch, uh, midday, and then in the afternoon, a valuation in, the, in Alexandria. These guys aren't hyper-specialised in the field of what you've got to sell. So if I'm selling a four-bedroom house in Narrowena and I'm getting three agents from the Narrowena, the three top agents that are sold houses in Narrowena through, they are hyper-specialised on pricing your property because they're just working within that price range. They're just working within that geography of the area. So often they know their shit a lot better than a value well we know there's micro markets within markets from one side of the street to the other the left side of that street the right side of that street and we know buyers will pay premiums which a value up if they're going in 10 different postcodes and areas they're just not going to know that as well so yep. there, there can be a couple of reasons why an agent's opinion is higher as you said buying a listing it's like everyone wants to hear their house is worth more like they just want to hear it so they feel like whoever tells them it's like saying you've got the prettiest wife or something like they just want to hear it and they'll pick you because you've you've said it but that's like you the one thing I call wife wife it's like you, you just want to be told that you want to hear someone tells you what you want to hear that. yeah it's a good I'm analogy <laughs> so and Asians will do that wife I've never had that competition. Uh, good morning, Lisa Novak. Haven't seen you a long time. We all yeah. have the same data. It is true. Uh, Luke said they was look at old data. Yesterday is new. It is true. Um, now, I do have to say um, that when when you're looking at when you're looking at all this information, guys and girls, know and a, a common mistake that we're teaching this morning. Know the difference between evaluation, it's a valuer. Know the difference between an opinion of value, it's a real estate agent. They are not the same animal. One will be more conservative because there is litigation. They can be sued. They will be sued. The other one can still be sued as well, the real estate agent, but there's a lot more less litigation and they're doing it off. So one's often a bit higher, optimistic, yeah. one's a bit conservative and one's a bit pessimistic or conservative. Um, in a nutshell, that's what it is today. Keep an eye out for the difference. We hope we've helped you. What have we missed? Also, the, sometimes they do street curb valuations where they're not even going into oh, the property. that's a good one. Desktop so, yeah. or, street, or street curb val. Yeah. So what we're talking about is sometimes the value are, especially they just don't even go in the property. A lot of the time that's, more, not. that's generally more a property is exchanged. It's just for the tick of approval for um, the, the loan. And it may be a typical property where it's a two better DY, there's 50 of them. They're like, yeah, looks very similar. They just, yeah, 800 grand looks good. They tick it off. So it that's happened. a really good point. That's a really good point. So with bank valuations at the moment, they're getting very digitized. They're getting less personal. If the loan 
if often if the loan ratio to debt ratio is low, for instance, there's 50% cash being put in and a 50% loan being obtained by the bank, the bank's not sweating that much on the valuation if things go wrong. So they will say to their valuer, we will accept a, desk, a, a drive-by valuation or a desktop with a PC valuation that, you know, we're sort of in that figure. So I'll give you, allow me to give you an example. It's a million dollar house and uh, the, the bank's only lending $500,000. The bank's going, you know what? If we can get a valuation of seven, eight, nine, a million, we're okay with that level of debt. So they'll send out the value to do a desktop, to do a drive-by or do a desktop. Yeah. And then done, tick it off, everybody's happy. But you need to know that. So yeah. thanks, everyone, for watching. And we'll be back tomorrow morning. Cheers, everyone. Bye. Bye.